1: It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Susie Bates, White Ferns legend, beaming in from uh, Dunedin. Good morning to you, Susie.
2: Good morning,
1: Scotty. Now, uh, it's all go uh, because I know that you are training hard, which I would suggest means that the rest of the White Ferns uh, squad is training hard as well. Has Scott Wren got you putting you through your paces as you prepare for this uh, first camp back?
2: Yeah, lucky I'm just on the phone because um, I've just finished a niggly 800 metre session on the track. We've got um, the beloved 1500 metre time trial, which is sort of our fitness measure coming up in a couple of weeks, so out with my beanie and woolen gloves, but... (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's been a nice little break, but we're definitely back in when Scott Wren has put us in
1: the hurt box a little bit. Uh, Good to hear, Uh, and also great to hear news confirmation that the tour to Sri Lanka is going to go ahead. Three one-days, three uh, T20 internationals as well. Starts in Gaul on the 27th of June. Obviously, you guys will be there a little ahead of time, but exciting to be contemplating uh, international cricket again, Suze.
2: Yeah, it is. It feels like a while back since we've been together and it was a bit of a disappointing campaign at the World Cup. So um, Ben has definitely done a lot of work um, in this break to put together a campaign heading into next year's 2020 World Cup in Bangladesh so Mm. it's nice to be able to tour Sri Lanka which is similar conditions Um, you know we've got two pinnacle events in the subcontinent with Bangladesh and India so to get over to Sri Lanka where a lot of our younger players have have never played in the subcontinent so it's going to be a really good experience especially for the spinners which thankfully I've I've tried to become a part of.
1: (laughs) How is that going?
2: (laughs) I've taken a few backward steps, to be honest. Um, (laughs) Craig Cumming, who does work down here for Otago Crickets, not Um, a specialist spin bowling coach so he's got an ex Otago and black cat Mark Craig to help me out and he's he's stripped it right back so I feel like a kid learning how to bowl again and actually trying to spin it which is quite key when you um, define yourself as an off spinner.
1: (laughs) You wanted to be a part of the spin club you invited yourself into spin club during the tour of West Indies last year we understand Um, but the crucial question for any up and coming spinner are your blisters in the right place?
2: Yes, no, they've recovered. Um, The first time I learnt to bowl spin or tried to bowl spin, I got the blister on the wrong finger. So Mark Craig was very happy that at least I've been Ripping the ball with the right finger. So he was pleased this week that I could bowl again because they're quite sore, <laughs> and there's been lots of advice of how to get um, rid of your blisters, but I won't share them. They're not probably appropriate.
1: No, fair enough, too. And this is a highly appropriate radio station, Susie Bates. Um, I want to talk about <laughs> you and, and, and your desire. You've been a part of this team for a long time. Um, hunger levels for you to, to continue to perform at the highest level, to continue to represent New Zealand and, and, and do what hasn't been done in a very long time, and, that, and that's lead this team to to a World Cup success.
2: Yeah, they're, they're as high as ever, and, um, you know, we've had two World Cup campaigns um, in the last couple of years that I've been a part of and disappointed with the results as an individual and as a group, and, look, I just want to keep on going. I feel um, as physically and mentally fresh as I ever have it's such an exciting time to be part of the Women's Global Game and the youngsters coming through in the White Ferns keep me young and I think that spin group's a big part of that. Um, my enthusiasm's, you know, as high as it's ever been and, you know, once I, I lose that and I guess the attitude that I want to get better, um, that's when I know it'll be time to walk away but right now I don't feel like that. that's very close so I'm just going to give it all that I've got for um, the rest of my career and make the most of all these really cool opportunities.
1: I love that. I absolutely love it because so you should. Your your experience in and of itself is so crucial to that team, but also having that desire to say it doesn't it doesn't matter. There's no set rules here around how long you can go for in this game. It it all comes down to how much you want to put in. And I I know you, I know you personally, I know how hard you train for it. But it's a great message, isn't it? That, you know, it's got to be on your own terms. When you are ready, um, if you are performing, if you are scoring, if you are contributing to the team, which you've done for such a long period of time, then what's to stop you just carrying on until you feel it's time yourself?
2: yeah exactly right. And you'll know in New Zealand and in you know the sporting and professional world at times you get into your thirties and there's this narrative that you you're sort of over the hill, and I guess you can sometimes buy into that, and now I'm kind of challenging that and even in simple fitness messages um I mean fitness tests them as you know I'm measuring the same as I was perhaps ten years ago, so yeah, I'm, I'm challenging myself not to put a limit on that. And, and hopefully in New Zealand, you know, when people get into their 30s, you realise that they can still be in their pinnacle.
1: Yeah, love it. Um, wait till you get into your 40s, though, Susie. It all goes downhill after that. Um, I do want to... I've got, I've got Louis Herman Watts down with us in Christchurch as well. And, um, Louis, I mean, you've... Kept an eye on the White Ferns for a long period of time, both with your journalistic work and your broadcasting work. What excites you, mate, most about this team and the talent coming through?
0: I guess it would be the scope to improve. I don't know. I hope that's not too backhanded, but I just think that there's a lot of excitement around the team. Susie, you'd know this, the The amount of, we were just talking to Mark Robinson about putting the fans first. I think it's something that New Zealand cricket have have done a reasonable job at over the last few while, and especially on the women's side of the game. So there's probably less apathy than there ever was, and you've seen that with the kind of disappointment in some of the results, so I guess, I know that sounds a little bit backhanded, but I reckon that you're on the precipice, and if we can string some results together, I think that kind of um, void will be filled with more supporters and probably then better young women cricketers. Susie, does that make sense?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, and I agree, and having been around for so long, um, we've got two of the best all-rounders in the world game, and and Sophie Devine and Amelia Kerr, and I think for me and people who have been on the outside, perhaps don't understand that the structures and the systems that are now in place. And for me and Dunedin, it's the first time I've had access to a full-time women's coach because now every MA has a full-time coach dedicated to to the women's game. So I think now we've actually got the structures, the systems, the domestic game with the Super Smash and the HBJ. And now all these contract and um, international opportunities, so we're in the perfect position to actually move the game forward and I think it's really exciting and also why I
1: still want to be a part of it because I think we're finally getting those little things right. Yeah it's quite incredible you bring up the the opportunities now Susan and I know that that missing out on the IPL was was devastating for you personally but still looking ahead to the fact you've got uh, WBBL which for the first time will have a draft this year you'll be back in the 100 uh, where you led the Oval Invincibles to the title last year up in London Um, these competitions will continue to develop uh, and and I guess alongside that uh, and I know that for some it's secondary but for some it's very much at the centre of their concerns. As the, the pay rates are also growing exponentially as well so the money on offer now for young women coming into the game who want to be good, who want to reach the pinnacle uh, is quite tantalising.
2: Yeah there's absolutely no reason if, if you want it if you want to do it for the next 10 years someone like Eden Carson playing around the world, you can make a really good living and it's a bit of a horrible situation. I don't like it that much when we're all going to auctions and your name comes up and someone raises their hand but Mm. you know the IPL coming in, it's lifted the competition for the WBBL and the 100 and and now the pay, the minimum pay for the Big Bash has doubled even since last year. So everyone's competing to provide the best competition which, which is exciting for all the players involved and those competitions are only gonna get stronger and stronger and you know not only someone that Eden Carson wanting to do well for New Zealand, she, she wants to make those competitions and, and be a global superstar, so it's a very cool time to, to be a female cricketer.
1: Talk to us about Ben Sawyer, um, how he's also come into the team, and, and Dean Brownley, who is with you. Very similar attitudes, I think they're quite laid-back personalities, but um, very deep thinkers of the game. How has uh, Ben impacted this team in terms of the team expectations or the style with which you, you, you train with or... Uh, are there other elements that he's brought to the side that you think are going to have those incremental benefits leading into the next World Cup cycle?
2: Yeah, Ben's, um, you know, come from the Australian set-up, which has led the way in the last five to ten years. And, look, we probably, and he won't mind me saying this, I don't think we've seen the full Ben Sawyer effect just year. He kind of took on the team, and the players and the contracts were already decided and I think he sort of spent the last 12 months finding his feet, working out the systems and structures and I know being part of the leadership group in the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of Zoom meetings and we're definitely starting to see his style and that's going to be one of a lot of hard work, a lot of volume. He sees fitness as really key for this group moving forward, not only for the on-field performance but for that mentally tough side and he sort of challenged us and questioning um, whether we were mentally tough in, in tough situations like World Cup, so that's a real work on for this White Fans group and I think he's going to come in pretty hard, which I think is exciting. We sort of need that that style and the new approach so um, I think we'll find out the next camp what Ben Sawyer's really like and um, there might be a bit of tension there but it'll be great stuff.
1: <laughs> hey, are you looking forward to that or does that come with some trepidation a little bit of anxiety around uh, potentially things stepping up or for someone like you who's represented your country both in basketball and in cricket. Is that just par for the course and do you enjoy that uh, as an athlete and as an And I'll say this word kindly as an older athlete than some in the team. Do you enjoy feeling that challenge and then rising to it?
2: Uh, Initially, I think there's that anxiety and you realize you're going to be put under pressure and then you realize um, that's how you get the best out of yourself and I even know in, in these last four weeks with conversations we've had, I've just had to find that little bit extra and push a little bit deeper. And I know all the other players, there'll be a lot of anxiety, but we've talked about um, not shying away from that high performance sport, World Cup events, there's anxiety. And if you don't put yourself through that outside of events, you don't actually learn how to be resilient. So I'm sure That first camp, there's going to be some sleepless nights and some some nervous youngsters, but hopefully, I'll get around them and and tell them that it's what it's all about, or or I'll be not sleeping as well in preparation (laughs) for
1: the 1500. (laughs) I've got a few minutes left. Louis, over to you, mate. So, anything that is taxing your brain around this White Fern set up and about some of the players?
0: That's a very good question Sumo. actually I got a cool question that's completely or, or, or completely um off topic if you don't mind Susie. That's all good. Go for it. C- it's around Craig, Craig Cumming, um, and Craig, he's, <laughs> Craig, Craig is obviously one of the great characters in, in New Zealand cricket. But I've always wondered, and we, I, I was lucky enough to work with him a wee bit back in the day when he used to fill in at Radio Sport, and he, was, he went down this big train of opt, you're either a certain person, you're either a, an optimistic person or you're a pessimistic person. Has he given you the spiel before?
2: he has not given me that spell but I swear he's given me every other spell he's <laughs> ever had um, that is <laughs> the one thing of training with Craig he's been brilliant and his knowledge around batting is second son, I've loved working with him but I sort of turn up with the intention to have you know an hour batting but I kind of have to get there an hour and a half early just so I can give him half an hour wow. to get all his daily thoughts out <laughs> before he takes the batting so I've had a few um there's epiphanies
0: and thoughts and theories on everything, to be honest. That's, I mean, you've just answered my question. Where I was going was, do you eventually numb to Craig coming, or does it just he always manage to pierce through with some ingenious thought that he's kind of come up with? Is it Does it ever just, do you kind of start to, you know, you just start smiling and kind of nodding, and you're, you're actually thinking about how many runs you're going to score?
2: But I just have this strategy, I I listen for a good 10 minutes, but then I just start walking down to the other end of the net, (laughs) and he gets the picture that I'm ready for hit balls, but he's, he's so passionate about the game, so he loves to talk about it, and to be honest, when he's talking about batting, there is a lot, but there's actually not that much to filter because he does know so much about the game, so... The sparks have really improved since he's been involved and we do have running jokes. Polly Ingalls is um, pretty good at giving him grief when he talks too much and just tells him that's enough. So he gets the picture and he takes it pretty well to be fair.
1: He's a great man uh, He is mate he's, he's been a great colleague and, and he is He's genuinely passionate About the game That was so diplomatically answered By the way Suze Louis was trying to Stitch sit up there And you've just Managed <laughs> to navigate Through those very Narrow waters uh, Well And I wouldn't expect. I still it. need
2: to hit Ball three times a week
1: So I've got to Keep them on
0: side he's Correct
1: <laughs> You do You do need to do that um, Suze look We wish you all the best For camp uh, I think you guys Are at Lincoln End of this month Is that right
2: Yeah, um, Monday, the 29th of May, I think it is. We get together, so a full week at Lincoln. Um, So that's always a bit like Groundhog Day, but the marquee's up, so um, we'll be on grass, which
1: will be great stuff. Oh, fantastic. Well, we wish you all the best. Uh, We know you've still got so much to offer the national side in the game, full stop. Um, It's just a pleasure to catch up with you. So train well. um, Enjoy that 1,500-metre time trial. That's going to be an absolute hoot.
2: (laughs) Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.